the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 212 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. We're going to call this one Redemption. Uh, for many, many reasons, many earned their redemption in this last match all over the pitch. So we'll we'll break them all down. We'll celebrate who's earned the celebrating. We'll make fun of those who didn't. Uh, you know how we are. But definitely, we've got a lot to cover. We've got the performance. Best game, happiest game I've had in a very long time. Uh, we'll cover the wild playoff race because now everything is tightened up to the point where we are definitely going to the last day to figure out who's in, who's out. There will be shocks, I believe, in this one. Like, wait, we thought they were safe all year. Nope, not safe. It's going to go down to the final minute in all these games, and it's going to be a shocker. And I'm kind of looking forward to it as long as we're on the right side of things. So we got that to cover. Uh, we're going to talk about some community news and an interview that dropped today. Yes, it's going to be a busy episode. Pretty quick one because we got a lot of cool stuff to cover. We're going to make it happen. Here we go. Of course, I need to introduce my amazing panel for today. The one and only Tony. How you doing today? Doing pretty good. My throat is finally recovered from that game. And just to let you guys know, tea and honey is the way to remedy a sore throat. Quite literally, it does work. I just settle for Diet Pepsi and let it just hang, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, dude, I know I'm covered in Michelada stains all over my hat. I don't know if you can see that on the camera, but I'm just going to leave those as a badge of honor for this victory. I think that's fine. And I think, Tony, he's you were covered. Your, your vest got wrecked. Yeah, the back of it. So it's 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 a battle vest. You know how jean jackets go. They usually are battle vests. So. Dude, you just leave the marks there and you keep moving just like the flags, just like the scarves. It could, be, it could be a scarf that's cracking because it's been in through so much. Who cares? you got to do it. You're a supporter. It's good luck. You just let it go. Of course, uh, we're not alone, Tony and I. Uh, Bam is out of town. He gotta, he's got to work today. So Ben is dropping in, making it happen. Ben, how are you doing today? Doing great, Joseph. Thank you. Hey, Tony. And hey, uh, to all the listeners out there, uh, happy, you know, that LAFC is still in this thing. You know, it, it was a great win against Seattle and just looking forward to the next match and hoping to clinch that playoff spot as soon as possible. That's how it is. Getting getting the job done. Uh, ben, as you noticed, uh, dropped some wild knowledge on everybody uh, on Twitter uh, a couple like day yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, wow. Uh, about Ante Razoff, and you want to jump on that one right now? We'll just go for it, man. What's going on with Ante? Yeah, so he, you know, he he flew out to Chicago this week to uh, go on an interview for the head coaching job for the Chicago Fire. You know, he's a he's pretty much a legend there. He he played there for seven years. He's their all-time leading goal scorer. So, I mean, it only makes sense, you know, to bring back some of that culture that Chicago is missing nowadays. So, yeah, we'll keep a lookout for that. Um, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Ante, very intense dude. Amazing, amazing player. Uh, just cool guy all around. Like I said, he's got an edge to him. It's the edge I love in a player. He always has had that edge. Uh, personal relationship with it. He legitimized our supporter group back in the old days, way back in the old days, before LAFC days, where we were a supporter group not getting recognized really by the club, making our own thing, slamming benches to make noise. 
We had about 10 guys just going crazy. Ante scores this amazing curler with his left foot and chooses to target us to celebrate, and he jumps into our section. Just the, the few guys that we were um, brought the whole team over and became kind of this, this big thing. Uh, and so for me, I'll always have a place in my heart for Ante Razov because if that moment didn't happen, guys like me, guys like Julio, guys like Ray, we were all in that mix. Um, who knows where our trajectory would have been, right? To where we are today. And it was one of those early day things that, that inspire you. So, uh, tilt the cap to uh, Ante Razov. Thank you for everything that you've done. If you are on your way, congrats to you again. I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, if he's staying with us even better, cause we've got an excellent coach in the first place. So we only wish the best for Ante. That's for certain. Thank you, Ben, for that information, man. Yeah, and and uh, if he does we'll leave, hopefully it... he leaves as a champion. Right. Let's leave on the high note. Yes. Uh, it's been a struggle of a year. Thankfully, uh, one Chicho Arango is has become a story uh, and is is carrying us on his back in, in a way. And others are stepping up. And we'll talk about that in the ne- for this next match. Uh, but yeah, we have, we have something to look forward to now. It's not the doldrums anymore, which is, which is a beautiful thing. We're in a race. It's tight. Craziest finish I've probably seen in the Western conference in just about ever. So mm-hmm. good things. So that being said, I'm going to jump over here, get my lineup card ready to go here and talk about how the match broke down. Uh, so we will cover, yes, the Seattle match. Uh, basically we went into this match knowing we were going to be missing some key players, a twist not ready. Vela on the bench, which was super cool. Uh, but basically, yeah, they had to do a hodgepodge lineup because our midfield was thin. Uh, so we were wondering, and you heard the predictions. We thought, oh, is this guy going to play mid? Who's going to go there? Or is he going to go crazy and play a 4-3-3 and just completely go ape? Or are we going to get to the wingbacks because we've been comfortable there? Well, guess what? We went with the wingbacks. Everybody's happy with that. Um, and the lineup was as follows. Uh, Jamal Blackman was in goal again. Debate over. We know he's the starter. Your center backs. You had Ibiaga as your left center back. Murillo anchoring the middle. And yes, Fall as your right center back. No shock there except for maybe Ibiaga getting his chance. I think we mentioned maybe he would get this opportunity. Confirm that he did. Your right wing back was Kim. Left wing back was Farfan. Right. So this was interesting already. All right. Cool. Up top, you had Brian Rodriguez and Orango. No shock there. Right. Nobody's surprised there. But then the midfield got crazy. Latif Blessing. Yep. He was there in his normal role. But then this was the fun part. You had Edwards as your attacking mid position and Palacios in more of a defensive mid. So Palacios, the guy that's been hanging out on the left, struggling on the left this season, he's had a rough year so far, now trusted to take the role of a Tuesta pretty much. Be that guy. Two-way player, of course. Uh, And so this was your midfield. This was what you were going to take up against Seattle, one of the top seeds in the league. Of course, they were struggling. They had guys missing. Uh, I think if Paolo was playing, this wouldn't be your midfield, but you have to take advantage of what the other team has as weaknesses. And that's exactly what we did with this. We wanted a little more speed Uh, guys that are willing to break out at any moment. And all of those players in the midfield are known for, for their ability to bomb down the lines, bomb up the line. doesn't matter. They can move. So what did they have against us? Well, they had fry and goal. What a shock there. They had Yamar, Ariaga, 
And Nuhu, which we mentioned was a possible option as their left center back. He actually was that choice for the day. Brad Smith made his return. We weren't sure about him coming back. He actually was in the lineup for this. So Brad Smith, of course, he's their left wing back and always a problem for us. Right wing back was uh, Alex Roldan. No shock there. That's what he'd been doing. The midfield was interesting. You had Kellen Rowe. You had uh, Atencio. Kid getting the start for this one. Because Ladero, we knew he made the trip. He did make the trip, but we knew that he wasn't 100%. Uh, then you had attacking mids of Montero and Roldan. The other, right? Not too shocking, knowing the injuries that they had, that they would be there. And, of course, Well Bruin at the top, who's pretty much been covering for it, knowing that Sorry, Diaz is out and Jao Paulo's out. So this was their lineup. Again, a little makeshift. They've been struggling. It seems like them missing their DPs hurts them more than us missing our DPs, right? They weren't missing as much. We're still missing a lot of people from our lineup, but it seemed to affect them more. So kicking into it, what did we expect from them? They were going to take the game. They were going to overlap. They were going to try to control the midfield and be that team. That was the hope that they had in this game. Uh, was it that way? Well, Tony, tell us. Give us the moments in this match. What stood out to you, sir? So pretty much the first 20 minutes, and again, we'll keep emphasizing this, it's a make or break. We either, sorry for the word, for the profanity, shit the bed, or we're great. Because <laughs> that's how it's been this season. But for the first 20 minutes, we actually pressured the we pressured them for the whole time. We took advantage of them missing a lot of people. And just mm -hmm. pressured, pressured, pressured the whole time. And if we finally broke through with like a perfect, with one of the key players of tonight, which we'll talk about later, Edwards, who who like does a nice through pass to, to B-Rod, who just literally just slots it pretty much five holds them through Fry right in front of us to push us one up zero. And it just, and we just kept going on the whole first half, just keep pressuring them. There were, of course, a couple of uh, scary moments, but... Our defense was okay. We were doing all right on defense. We were, we were doing our assignments, but Blackman was, of course, doing his job and kind of certifying his starting position for the next game, as we'll go into the second half more. But then it wasn't up until the last minute of the half where, again, Edwards finds Kim Wuhan, and Kim Wuhan. I thought there was going to be a problem there because him and uh, Chicho were like literally on top of each other. And for mm -hmm. Kim to find that pass in that open space for blessing, just to literally just put it over fry and just put us up to zero was a nice feeling. I know I went crazy. I saw you in the stands go crazy. I rewatched it. And I saw you even more go crazy because you're right there. I was laying across the top of the sponsor board. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, 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 I belly flopped on top of that thing. I was so happy. Um, Roy can't watching. I mean, come on now. You got to perform, right? It's like kind of a rule, right? I'm just saying. You know, the whole cast was there. And uh, I will say the both goals were pragmatic in their approach. Simple. Not trying to do too much. Not trying to dribble through 8 million people. Get the pass into a location where a player can do something and just poke it. Just do the job. Both goals were simple. Didn't try to do too much. Didn't try to take an extra touch. You just get the job done. That's all you have to do. That's playoff goals right there. Tiny windows. If you take it, you win. If you don't, you lose. We know our history of wasting opportunities, especially like this where we try to do too much. And in this case, 
They kept it short. They kept it simple and got the job done. Give Blessing credit. On a play like that, you could easily get wrecked, right? You're getting into a tight space, and he still made the run and still did it. Classic old-school Blessing, right? Run into it, get in there, willing to get hammered if you need to, and get the job done. Credit to them. To me, that the story in that first half really was Edwards and his work rate in the midfield. It was something to see. His best game by far. For Blackman, confidence. Ben, what was your take on the first half? Uh, we gotta give credit to uh, Chiqui Palacios, in my opinion. You know, he he was amazing in the in that in the new Atuesta role. You know, he mm-hmm. was so so calm on the ball, so patient. He always waited for the right pass, never panicked. Uh, you know, when he had to put a leg in, he put a leg in. You know, he, he was just he was just great. I was I was so shocked. And like you said earlier, I don't know if he plays that role if Joe Paulo is there. But I mean, you know, we took it to our advantage, and I would like to see more of that you know, moving forward if Atuesta is not back in the next game. But yeah, uh, uh, my my hats off to Chigi. He he played a, a great first half, great game in general. Also, want to give a, a shout out to, to our defense, uh, Ibiaga, Murillo, and Fall. You know, they were solid in the back. You know, really good communication along the back line. I didn't see any. Uh, I don't think Seattle had. I think they had one shot on goal in the full first half, and. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was pretty good. Pretty good uh, de- defending from our from our from our guys. Uh, Chicho, he 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 had a battle going on with uh, with Yamar the, the whole game. You know, I love seeing that. And you know, they both got a little edge to to each other. And he didn't get much of the ball because of that. But you know, I love seeing that he fought fought for us the whole game. Uh, Brian, um, you know, he he always wants to go forward. He's always going 100 miles per hour. But you know, there is there is some improvement. In his decision making, I know that he's trying to slow down sometimes. You know, the coaching staff is telling him, "Hey, you know, maybe pass the ball here. Don't don't try and go full speed all the time." And yeah, give props to Blessing, like you said. Blessing played a great half. Raheem, obviously, the best game of his LAFC career by far. And yeah, that that would be my first my take on the first half. Yeah, work rate wins the day. Work rate wins the day, and everyone was moving. People were moving off of the ball. A lot of times the guy's walking. They ain't happening. It was a playoff game. And they played it. They approached it like that. And they earned what they had in the first half. Yeah, there were a few opportunities, but not many for Seattle. I think they were a little shocked by our approach. Was it counterattack speed play? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what they were built to do. Uh, were we looking to hold the ball forever in a day? No. Were we looking to cycle it everywhere? No. It was about the break. Uh, and so a little different approach from our boys. It paid off. Second half comes around. Forgive me. I saw it from a far distance, but I did see it. Uh, Tony, you want to break down how the how the second half started? So the second half started with Seattle coming up with some energy, and um, it was a rough, rough, rough couple first couple minutes of it. Um, Blackman was the star show pony of that whole second half. <laughs> he had more saves in that half than he did his our his whole career at the moment let's just say but they were good this is i think the reason why thornton brought him in and the lafc staff because we thought this is what we we're going to get from him again we we've said it many times before he's hopped around many teams but never solidified his spot but with his pedigree he should be performing to this ex this expectation that he should you know Mm -hmm. he was diving Mm -hmm. he was he was diving he was 
doing everything he could to make sure that one there was one scary moment i think it was in the first half i believe or a second half i believe and uh espn made it known just so people can have that fact is we have thrown away the most points this season with 22 points at going ahead so on the off that negative part um we'll just go and pretty much i didn't write this down but i have it on my notes is the other most important thing is Chicho gets his 13th goal of the season. He catches Fry sleeping. Like, oh my gosh. He slipped. I thought there was something wrong with the grass, but he caught Fry sleep sleeping because he slipped. It was literally the easiest outside goal he had. And he has now to his name 13 goals. And um, he's four away from the top leading scorer in MLS. And mind you, he's been here since August. Maybe Fry just had trouble because he's playing on a real field for once. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that could be it. You know, he needs his plastic to get the job done. I did say, though, Fry always has one gaff a game. One that he'll get away with usually, but one moment they're like, what were you thinking? This was it. He was coming out a little too high. He didn't have any sort of angle ready. Chicho saw that. He curved it around him pretty much. Around him. It was it was funny to watch the way that ball arced. And everybody knew the minute it left his foot, like, oh, okay. You could tell the, the reaction from our guys were they were already ready to celebrate. Like they saw the bend, they, they knew it was it was it was toast. Um beautiful, you know, a, a good finish, good thing, and you're right. He is already listed, and we'll talk about the award listings, but uh his name has popped up. And yeah, what four goals away from catching the leading score in in a matter of two and a half months. This is this is like video game stuff. This isn't reality, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, if he gets a whole season in playing at this scoring rate, like he's challenging Vela's record. Oh, hundred percent smashing the record, right? Like destroying it. So we're, we're in this situation where if somehow we make the playoffs, okay, we, we, a month ago, we were dead to rights. Okay. If we make the playoffs, if we make a run in the playoffs, where do you place him in this season? Cause you know, who's probably going to get MVP this year. It's got to be Hill, right? I'm thinking it's going to be Hill for New England because he got a record for most points in a season. But where does Arango fit in? I mean, if he gets the golden boot, there's hard, it's a hard thing to debate, right? He's got the golden boot. If somehow he does that in the next two games, we shall see. It's, it can happen. That's It's so real. It can actually happen at his rate right now. So we don't know. Um, but the debate needs to be there. It does. Uh, it's one of the hottest starts I've seen. Go, Tony. I was going to say, well, this is what he did for Melinaros in their playoff when he like, you know what I mean? They were also like dead to rights as well. And he literally put him on his back and took them all the way to the finals. So he's doing the same thing, what he did with Melinaros. And the thing is, it's like, people are finally like, I've seen it all over Twitter and stuff like that, but people are like, like, I feel like almost deleting their tweets of like, why did we sign this guy? And because again, no one knew who he was. I didn't know who he was. Again, this is on Thornton again, and this is on our scouting team. We look for the most obscure people who produce that no one's even talking about. Yes, was Chicho in Benefica's like crosshairs? He was, but he didn't perform that well or something was going on there. We picked him up and we picked him up and we brought him here and he's performing to the rate of what 
they knew we he would perform we didn't know but they knew and it's like at this point it's like you have to trust the decisions are made yes there are some good ones and there's some bad ones but when the good is good it's this yeah uh you know and and he did perform when he was playing for like the second team over there right second division lower then he'd perform at the top team he, he had some struggles uh maybe he was too young for the jump at the time who knows uh but we're lucky you know this is his second shot at going overseas and and you know he's not going to give this up he loves playing here you just want to follow social media he loves the fact he's in los angeles uh it, this is the vibe he's into it's good he does feel at home here so good news for us uh early stages where he struggled i mean you could see he was kind of overdoing it right he's trying too hard to get the upper corner and just missing barely because he was just trying now it's just dude do it get the job done power it through and he's doing that so that stands out um talking about blackman second half he stopped a breakaway he stopped a low driven header off of a dead ball right usually dead to rights on those guy heads it down towards the line especially the way blackman kind of early days was staying really high with his weight right he wasn't keeping a low center gravity and it was costing him now it looks like he's playing a little lower there seems to be an adjustment there um and then the upper corner shot where he barely touched that ball those are three that i'll be real if our other goalkeepers were in there they don't have the size on one of those that's for sure uh and the breakaway again you never know but in all three cases those are game savers right that that is the difference he was the difference in the match that's why he got the man of the match uh and that's why we titled this show redemption because this was a redemption match for him the last match everybody was going after him right game before that is he watching the game or is he playing right with we were all saying it right and we're all proud to eat crow today because he was a different player no we went after him like get him off the lineup you know everybody did everybody did and he stepped up in this match he proved himself uh to get another shot who knows if if the gauntlet was down like hey this is your chance you better make it happen who knows who knows but he stepped up he earned it uh in terms of other players like i said our midfield doing what it did blessing doing his stuff uh fall every game impresses me more and more and more i'm not sure how long we're gonna hold him the way he's playing because you're not you know again let him let him move right you know kids are gonna have his opportunities uh, but we're lucky to have him in the lineup. And I think he'd get a different conversation about some of this like newcomer of the year. I think he wasn't listed. We'll talk about that too, but dude, um, he should be there seeing what he's done so far. So there is that um, stats wise, Tony, do you want to rattle off some of the stats just to kind of break down how the game flowed and what we saw from it? Um, sure. Um, so pretty much we'll just go with the uh, ball possession. We only had 44% while Seattle had 56. So it was about even. Of course, they had a little bit more control, but it was about even. And... Yeah, I mean, really, th that it, it shows the system, what we were going for. The counter versus the one trying to hold possession. That's all that is. Yeah, mm -hmm. because the next stat tells you the real story. So total shots was 14 goals for each team but shots on target were six to five and again and it goes back to we'll go to right we'll just jump into it where players performance jamal uh blackman had five saves and four of those were in the box so that shows you that while our target we are finally we hit 50 percent while they hit nothing which is a 
weakness that we've had all year, but we're finally being consistent on it. And then the other one is Raheem Edwards. He was, he had one assist again to be rod technically two since, you know, MLS does the hockey play, but um, Kim had a, had a, what'd you say? Like touched it too long. Cause you know, hockey assist is a quick one too, but um, one six, he, but he was uh, 72% pass success. And he basically started the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started the play. Yeah, for sure. So you said one assist, 72% passing. That might be a little low for some in midfield, but his role kind of explains that he was taking, taking some long balls, taking some chances. Um, and then you said Palacios had an impressive stat. What was that, sir? Um, so he had an 87% pass rate. Again, this is, he's a defender they're not known to have a very successful pass rate because again they're just trying to knock the ball out not trying to you know have a successful with it but the other thing was he had the most pass completions at 45 percent so it's almost it almost begs the question do we moving forward when atuesa gets healthy do we kind of use him as more of a defensive midfielder and push atuesa a little bit forward or do we have to try to find a way to fit this in? Because Palacios is playing back to his level as when we first got him. In that role, in mm-hmm. this day. Uh, again, this is the day. This isn't This isn't his performance for the year, right? He's been very different. This day, he was right against this side with their weaknesses, and he took advantage of them. Pragmatic, okay? I don't know if that's going to work against Colorado. I don't know if it's going to work against Vancouver. It probably would, I'd say, against Vancouver. Colorado might be a different story. Uh, it's just nice to know that we can jump to him as an option rather than the others that we have. Um, in one game, he has done more than others that have tried to hold that role. He's the first guy to really kind of handle that role uh, from those who are the understudies so far. Truly handle it. So good on him. Uh, impressions, Benjamin? Yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off what you said, uh, I mean, it's o- it's only one game, you know. We can't get too excited about Cheeky. Uh, you know, it's it's one game. It was Seattle's, you know, second string midfield. There was, there was no Jao Jao Paulo, so I, I mean, I know it's 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 difficult not to get excited, but I I want to see it again before I you know truly truly believe that he's the guy that can fulfill you know even a little bit of Atuesta's shoes. But yeah, I mean, all in all, uh, Raheem blessing that that midfield um the intensity the just the aggressiveness they played with you know they they didn't make too many mistakes and when they did you know they fought they fought back for the ball the press was there the whole game all all in all it was it was it was a great second half and i don't know if you want to get started but we saw vela we saw vela um again return for 15 minutes you know it was something he didn't touch the ball a lot but hey 15 minutes is is better than nothing and hopefully he can keep it going and play a little more next game exactly and uh before i get to listener reactions since you brought up vela let's just jump right into it he had an interview tonight day after right day after playing um you got a good chance to check it out what were your impressions ben um, I mean, it was it was a lot of this, the same that he always says. But the biggest, uh, I guess, takeaway from that is that he did confirm that he is talking to Antoine Griezmann, you know, trying to recruit him to bring him to LAFC. They're constantly in communication. I mean, I don't know if he was being 
you know, serious, just joking around. But to me, it seemed pretty serious. Um, they asked him if he's comfortable in L.A. He says yes. You know, he loves it here. His family loves it. Loves the beach. Loves the food. You know, loves the Lakers, the Dodgers. Um, and, yeah, they, they didn't really ask him if he's going to stay or, you know, or, or leave. But he did mention that he wants to win MLS Cup. That is his priority um, with LAFC. And yeah, that that was pretty much the the most important takeaways I would I would get from from this interview. Yeah, it, well, the whole Griezmann thing cracks me up because I think two seasons ago, as early as two seasons ago, we made the comment, "Wouldn't it be cool if he passed the torch to Griezmann?" Just feels mm-hmm. right. And now for him to say it, I remember everybody's also talking about Griezmann to Miami, right? That was another rumor that ran around, like they're gonna try to go for him. Ah, uh, guys, uh, could you imagine? For one season, I don't care how old Vela is, for one season, they play together as a pass the torch type of season. That'd be great. I'm handing it to you, right? Uh, If he's suggesting he's trying to bring his friend over, do you think he's not going to want to play for a season with his friend? Right. I think that's a good hint that maybe, maybe, maybe we're seeing something here. If he says he wants to win MLS Cup in a down season, because it has been a down season, wouldn't that mean that, well, maybe we could do it this year on a big run or I want to get healthy and make a run again? Yeah. It sounds to me like he wants to stay if that's the case. I think so, and too. That, I think he wants yeah. to stay. That, that's crazy, right? We've been talking about, oh, I think he's gone. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to – if I had the opportunity to play with my friend, I would do it. I actually had the same situation when I was 12 – when I was trying out for my first club team, I had the opportunity to play for a good coach. Um, he's well-known or whatever, or play with my cousin. I've chose to play with my cousin because it's familiar. It's my best friend. We can goof off. So I feel like this is the same situation where if Vela has a choice to stay one more year and play with Guzman, he would for sure do it. You saw how much fun they have with them when they played together. They were a duo, so I don't see why not. I mean, I don't think Griezmann would be next season, though. I think it would be Elder Statesman, Super Sub, Vela, not next season, but the season after, if that's the case. Like, he's going to sign a three-year deal or a two-year deal to stay, not season by season. That could be the conversation, right? Uh, He's not going to stay on it one year. No way. Two, he'd probably make a deal. So think about that. Uh, If we would be willing to have him as a – because he's not getting any younger, right? Uh, Would we make an investment on a guy that's had a lot of injuries on a two-year deal? And that could be his, his play, right? Everything's a play. Uh, could it be that, like, I want to stay longer, give me a two-year deal, because, you know, I may bring Griezmann. I could see him doing that. I wouldn't he, put he, it past him. He mm-hmm. also said that um, he was kind of a little surprised at how how loud the stadium was when, when he came in and stuff. He didn't know that the fans, like, loved him so much. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be all the jerseys everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny with Vela. There's things about him that crack me up, right? Um yeah, I wouldn't call it tone deaf, but there are moments where you're like, did, did you read the room? You know, uh, this might be one of those. So that's cool. Sounds like the interview went pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we've all had our, our, our criticisms and stuff to say this season about comments that he's made, and he still made those comments, and we're still not happy about that. But mm-hmm. uh, like I said about Brian, do something on the field, and we forgive you very quickly. That's how it works here. Uh-huh. So, you know, Brian got his moment against the Galaxy. Well, 
Vela's got two chances here with two games left to play to get us back into the playoffs and, and help Arango because Arango can't do everything. Neither can Brian. Um, and so now we're here. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, on that note, I'm going to jump it over to the comments because I know you guys are chomping at the bit to say stuff, especially with so much stuff going down. So I'll just go from the beginning. LA Wolf fan, welcome back. Sir. He says, good evening, guys. What a great game. Even Joseph came out on the TV screen. I'm always scared of that. There it is. Cool, man. At least he saw I was alive. There we go. Uh, Mark Lopez. Damn, I'm in Minnesota until tomorrow. Entire as hell at 11.30 p.m. Now I know how Ox feels. We feel your pain. I know how it is. We did an episode from over there. I get it. Uh, Peace Mob Foo. Welcome, sir. Says, let's go. First time listening live. Been looking forward to this. Happy to have you on, brother. That's for sure. Jason Lemus in the mix. Good evening, sir. All right, peace, my fool. I like this one, and you are right. He says, the road to 47, no more. Let's get 48. We'll break down more on that, but he's right. 47 is not going to be enough because, yeah, certain teams are are, are getting results that we didn't want to see get results, so it's going to force us a little more. That's for sure. Uh, Gian Mata brings up the, the Griezmann conversation. Yes, sir. Uh, Tony, our own right here, making comments, even though he's making comments. Double comments. He wants it on the record. He wrote it down. Yes, Tony, I know you want 50. Uh, Jason brings up best LAFC win of 2021 for so many reasons. Redemption. Redemption. We beat those guys. Our revenge tour continues. Uh, Alan, won't forget that jab Razov got on Piojo. The thumb of the century, right? Love it. I love Ante. I do. I do. Uh, Jason Lima's LAFC goal differential increased clean sheet by the defense and Blackman three goals by three different goal scores. You cannot ask for more, right? <laughs> you cannot ask for more in a victory against those guys. Uh, yeah, it was perfection. Really? Uh, Jason Lima's Edwards is making some beautiful passes. The last two games. Have you noticed those crazy chaotic runs that he makes that nobody knows how to handle? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a chaos run. Like it's, you know, elbows flying. He looks like he's going to fall down three times and somehow the ball just squirts through and he does something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call him our, our team Leatherman, right? Like he's a multi-tool. He's not an expert. He's not the best knife, not the best tweezer, right? But he can do all these roles, right? He's got all the tools so he can just kind of get the job done. That is Edwards this season. Right, that, that I think he that's where we're at is like he will do anything and everything for the team. So good on him. Uh, the free kick from Edwards, it was a good shot. I want this man to get his first LAFC goal. That would be cool if he got one. Maybe Vancouver, that would be a beautiful thing. Uh, LA Wolf fan defending was great, fantastic job. Far fan had an amazing game, uh, cramping up at the end, but stood up like a champ and continued playing. Big shout out to Blackman. Uh, that's what we need from a goalkeeper, right? He did his job. It's nice for the man to do his job. Uh, best he's done yet. And again, the footwork looked good. He seemed like his center of gravity seemed different. Like the footwork was just better from him on, as a whole. So good. Uh, LA Wolf fan, but the set play and corner kick stressed me out. Saddle pressed hard second half, but after the Chicho goals, uh, Seattle cooled down. B-Rod attack defended fantastic from him and fall slide tackle. Oh, fall. I love fall. He's just impresses me every match. So good stuff there. Uh, what a run from him to defend. 
Yes, agreed. Jason Lemus, no lie, Seattle corner kicks had me on edge of my seat uh, because of disasters that have happened in the past. That's where Jao Paulo would have killed us in this game, realistically. <laughs> um, if he's giving those corners and they're much better than what they had and they were still getting through, that's our that's our weakness, and we've had it all season. So there it is. Uh, Jason Lee, round of applause to the front office staff for acquiring Chicho. We got a beast, right? Sleeper, sleeper. Uh, LA Wolf found Chicho has 13 goals in three months. Exactly, exactly. They say Chicho is a, was a crack, but only has 14 all season. Fantastic job from Chicho. Can't wait for B-Rod, Bill, and Chicho at the attack. It is coming. Uh, Carlos C., I really hope we make the playoffs so we can see Vela, Chicho, and Rodriguez on the field. Healthy healthy and it's us to getting back to health yes uh-huh see we see other teams getting tired and you can actually see that our team doesn't look like it's getting tired it looks like they took a vacation for two months and went oh let's play some football now and all of a sudden we are the injuries were bad we know that's what slowed us down but people are getting healthier so good things carlos see the guys were talking to each other a lot making sure they were covering for each other defensively they need to clean up set piece defending agreed agreed he also said great defensive effort for the whole team. Yeah, the team effort was there. That's for sure. LA Wolf fan. It was great to see the defenders running back to original positions after attacking play. Even Moon mistakes being corrected. <laughs> Marvin Chavez. It's a good comparison. It is. It says Palacios was playing like a fads, uh, a faster uh, Judson from uh, San Jose. Yes, but I think the skill set in Palacios is he's quicker on the ball. Maybe, maybe. But he's smaller. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Araceli checking in. There we go. Happy to have you on, Araceli. Another Midwesterner late night checking in. Good stuff. Uh, Marvin Chavez, do you guys see how much Bob invests emotionally in Cheeky? That means he sees his large potential. What he doesn't think a player is good, he ignores them and sends them to the bench. Oh, yeah, you go to the doghouse with Bob. You're in the doghouse. It might as well be the doghouse probably has a coal mine underneath it. That's how Bob's doghouses work. When you're gone, you were gone. You're basically, uh, yeah, you're working in the mine. We don't know when we're going to see you again, but you never know. Maybe with Vegas. Who knows? Uh, bam. How great <laughs> is it with no Australians? What? What? He quarantined himself, people. There it is. Love you, Bam. Can't wait to have you back next week, sir. Uh, LA Wolf fan says Vela, he like to help Chicho score more goals, wants to bring Griezmann win MLS Cup. I believe 2022 Vela is back, and his reaction to the fans chanting him back was awesome. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving. I think he just kind of laid it out there. Uh, Vela, Griezmann would be epic. Carson would lose their crap. Agreed. I think Mammy would lose it worse because I think they wanted him real, real bad. Uh, LA Wolf fan, Carson is crap at the moment. LAC has better players. I'll just say it's two games left. Anything can happen. Don't write anybody off. Be extra cautious. Just get the job done and support your team. Sorry, I went on a rant, but I really do feel that way because, gosh, it's so tight. Um, LA Wolf fan, yep, Bob Bradley definitely motivating Chicky. Dude, he's giving him chances. You know, it's 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 okay. Those guys proved everybody like wrong in many cases in the last match. Uh, Carlos C, where can I watch, listen to the Vela interview? I think it was on Instagram live this time, but knowing the way our club is, it's probably going to be recorded somewhere and posted soon. Right. You can watch watch it right now. It's still on Instagram. It's just go to their live. Like when you repost it, you can leave it on their, um, their, uh, their page. So it's still on there. So you can watch the whole thing all over. There it is. Good, good, good. 
Uh, Marvin Chavez, fall. Haven't been this excited about a young player in such a long time. I agree. The upside is insane. The only thing that drove me crazy was that one foul he had. He was pissed, so he did it. He wanted to take a player out just because he felt like it and he got a yellow for it. Uh, that was the only one where I'm like, you could get a red for that, man. But he didn't, so who cares? Move on. Uh, <laughs> Mark Lopez says, nothing would make a better narrative than Vela running amok in the playoffs and us taking the cup. Would that be hilarious? Oh, you know who did that? Oh, yeah, Seattle did that. Got a 500 record, barely gets in, and then freaking wins the whole thing. Didn't they do that at our expense, too? Just mm -hmm. saying. So we know what that's about, guys. Uh, Mark Lopez. Would be nice to get all the MLS hate back. Pity we've been get, getting is gross. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like that. I think they're going to watch it from TV and da-da-da-da and writing us off. They wrote us off again. Uh, they keep talking about weird stuff like draft picks, and it's okay. Write us off, please. Please never say we're the favorites. I never want to hear that again. We stink when we're called the favorites. Don't ever call us the favorites, please. I beg of all of you, don't overhype us, please. Uh, and that is our comments for now, which gives us a chance to transition to the next stage, of course, which is club and community news from the one and only Tony. Tony, what's going on out there? Um, so nothing too crazy. Um, the Velo interview, which of course was today. The other thing, of course, we still can do it is the uh, Day of the Dead memorial at the bank. It's still going to go on and still going to do crazy stuff. Um, I expect everyone to do something just to remembrance of all the people we have lost during COVID because I feel this is the right time to do it. Um, every other year is like, again, Day of the Dead is always a great year, but especially during COVID, it's one of those things that it, it's not natural. It's not something we should have gone through, unfortunately. And history-wise, for some reason, 2020, or 20s, quote-unquote, 1920, 1820, there's always some mass plague that goes on, happens, and just starts to wipe up. But um, just bring, like, a candle, a pumpkin or something, carve something to remember our lost ones. Even food, um, this is an altar after all. Um, you know, I would always, you know, we have one here at the house for, for those we've lost. Um, and my dad's favorite foods we'd put up there, you know, it's just something there um, that they enjoy. It's their day to come back, right? That's the that's how it works is, is your, it's a happy occasion. And so celebrate, celebrate the good stuff. Uh, there will be, Related to the event, a TIFO. I'm not going to say what it's about, but there will be a TIFO that night. Cool stuff, right? Um, secret, secret. Uh, but there will also be presentations after the game. So don't leave. Don't run away in the 85th minute because you're going to miss out. Um, I'll just say that there there is a ceremony. There's stuff that's going to happen post-game in relation to to those who we have lost and those who are, are there to celebrate on the day. So stay on. Don't leave. Don't leave. Okay, do us all a favor, stick around. Um, in terms of the altar, uh, and we'll talk about more on the Monday show as well. Uh, but you know, it's going to be open before the game and after the game. I believe there's going to be a drum session after the game by the altar as well to pay respects. So definitely uh, uh, participate. 
This is the community altar. It's not one supporter group. It's not just the 3252. It's for everyone in black and gold that we've lost, and we've lost a lot. So uh, don't feel intimidated. You're more than welcome to, to place whatever you want. This is this is ours, ours, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, good stuff, Tony. Any other community things you wanted to bring up, sir? So there is a drop that is coming out tomorrow. It's called From Born and Raised. It's a with uh, LAFC, of course. It is a black and gold. It is a really cool uh, scarf. I do like the scarf, not going to lie. I will try to get it. Um, it's going to be dropping at 12 tomorrow online mm -hmm. from their website. If you are unable to get it, it will be sold at HQ on the Tuesday at 10 a.m. starting for them. And then hopefully you'll still be there when I get there at, at 4 o'clock. But we'll see. Extremely limited run. There won't be much there. So get in line if you want this thing. Really. If you're trying to get it from HQ, it's going to be the first one in the door. Uh, very limited. So there's a scarf. There's a shirt. There's a sweatshirt. Hoodie. Right? Is it, I think it's a, Was it a hoodie? I think it's a hoodie. Um, yes, it's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. Looks nice. Looks very nice. Um, not not talking about prices, anything like that. Um, it's again limited, so expect anything limited to be limited edition, right? You know how that works. So, uh, get in there, get in there quick, because it is going to sell out very, very quickly. Probably won't last a day online, that's for sure. Maybe not even an hour. We could have a samba situation, people. It's going to be that popular. So. You're like, don't bring that up again. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up again because be ready. Okay. And don't get mad if you don't get one. Limited quantities. Uh, and one time run as far as I know. So if you want it, don't hesitate. Uh, any other stuff to, uh, before we move on to our next conversation, sir? Mm, that's about it. Um, ooh, um, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll segue. Um, scoreboard watch. That is the other yeah, thing. We'll, and the segue we'll be into getting that. into it deep. Um, stay on, guys, because we are going to give you the matches that matter, the points at hand, the possible wins. We're going to get nuts after the community conversation. You're like, wait, what? And we're not previewing any specific match. We're previewing, previewing the playoff race. A different vibe for the Heart of LAFC podcast because it's confusing. It's tight. And, and we felt that it was important to tell you guys like how it is. So we're going to do that after community news the next thing we want to talk about of course is ben you have some info about some award nominees that popped up today gosh what a newsworthy day yeah so mls released the nominees for the end of the year awards so i'm going to be talking about you know of course lafc uh players so for mvp uh we got chicho and sifu as our nominees for goalkeeper of the year we got tomas romero Defender of the year, we have Mamadou Fall and Jesus Murillo. Newcomer of the year, Chicho Arango. Young player of the year, Sifu. Comeback player of the year, Raheem Edwards. Humanitarian player of the year, Jordan Harvey. And head coach of the year, Bob Bradley. Those are the LAFC nominees for, for this year, 2021. There's a lot of names up there. Yeah. Some, I think, have a real legitimate run at it. Others, it's kind of a respect thing. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But, I mean, honestly, Chicho's on the list. 
he should get some some conversations going. I think uh, he gets newcomer sure. of the year. I think so too. Yeah, I think he's a lock for that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's as newcomer as it gets, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three months. What? Uh, and you know, I thought Fall might have been on that list for newcomer. Oh yeah, he, he's really broken in, and I thought he got snubbed, but that's yeah. my thought there. Uh, Defender of the year, I'd pick Fall over Mario. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where my head's at. MVP voting is again. I I think, I think New England's gonna get it. I think he gets it just because they just broke the record. But you never know. Tony, you want to add in on that? I was gonna say I was surprised Fall wasn't for uh, youngest player of the year. Yeah, that yeah. one. Um, and for Chicho, it the only like best argument is if he gets uh, the Golden Boot Award and we make playoffs. I think there's a very le- a good uh, argument for that. But again, we don't know. The odds are still stacked against him for doing that. I mean, he'd have to have like another hat trick, which, okay, he's done it. Um, and we're playing Vancouver and we're angry. So who knows? Who knows? We'll see. So good stuff, Ben, on our nominees. Um, yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of nominees. Harvey was a surprise, but Harvey's always doing some amazing stuff in the community, so we're not entirely surprised by that. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, New England season season record. Ben, I'll give you the honor of dealing with this because it's a sad day for us. Yeah, I mean, they, they broke our record for 2019 for the most points in a regular season with 73. We held the record for two years with 72. So now New England has that record. Um, but hopefully, you know, we can come back next season and, and beat it. It is wild that there's finally a full season and someone already does it. Um, I will yeah. give credit to Bruce Arena. The man knows how to rebuild teams and make them winners. There's no question he's the most effective coach this league has ever had. He, wherever he goes, just, he turns it around. It's wild. I guess. It's, it's his way. Um, his comments, of course, were classic arena, right? <laughs> I inherited a shit show. I know I cussed, but hey, it's true. That's what he said. So uh, got to be accurate with it. That's what he said. And it doesn't look good for Brad Friedel, right? Like Mm-mm. he had most of the same tools in many cases and, and, and weren't even competitive. Uh, and I find it wild. So uh, good on them they earned it if you watch any of their games please do it's it's pretty cool to see the way they play they it's actually very enough very effective team um i don't see them letting up for the playoffs you know like there's the curse of the supporter shield they don't have the vibe to me is that 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 flash in the pan side that just went crazy and scored a bunch of goals no that's it's pretty well built so and i look at the east and it's not the strongest this year no one else is really staking much of a claim at all so this could be one where a supporter shield uh, winner makes a run for the final. We'll see what happens. Can you imagine a final LAFC New England at Foxborough? Well, I, I, I'm I'm all for that. Um, you know, an LA team winning in Foxborough in an MLS Cup. Um, mm. We'd be the first to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's not even um, about that. It's more of the uh, Bob versus Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bob versus Bruce. It's just simmering. The New Jersey boys are going at it again. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're we're getting crazy. We got to make the playoffs first, guys. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Hey, we could uh, dream. We could dream. Let's let, let's say like 
like as the NBA, like it's always oh Boston versus LA, like that's uh, Adam Silver's biggest like wet dream, blah blah blah, or everything like that, or stuff like that. But um, or sorry, actually, his new wet dream is New York is New York Knicks versus the Lakers because the Knicks are actually doing well. Shout out Philly, but um, yeah. So Don, Mister Garber, uh, would love Bob versus Bruce for sure. I think everybody would. And you know why I would like it too? They play in Foxborough, a monstrous stadium where the 3252 could <laughs> thrive. Yep. Thrive. Mm-hmm. We could all go at Foxborough because yeah. they're going to sell that thing out. We could all go. All of us taking over Boston. Well, mm-hmm. near Boston. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, get your oh, winter coat. We people. would have. Yeah. No matter what happened on the field, the day we would have would be pretty darn epic so if it happens if you know we can all have our dreams right uh wherever it goes if we can get to a final whoever we're playing i hope they have a big house so we can all go so big party for everybody all about it sounds good to me uh the other thing we want to talk about was rosie watch i do know that he has a game thanks to thanks to bam send it to me uh rosie plays uh Spore at 9 a.m on saturday if you want to check that game out rosie watch still exists and of course, then there's the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. And Tony, I'm going to have you introduce it, but I'll give it a preview. As many of you know, um, Friday and on Sunday this week, yes, Halloween weekend, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is taking over our stadium. Yes, they're kidnapping the bank, just like they kidnapped Santa. Okay. Uh, it should be fun. Should be a great time. I will be there with my daughter. I think Tony is going to be there. Half the 3252 apparently <laughs> is going to be there. Um, and so on that note, we decided we find a selection that one gives a Halloween vibe and two gives credit to the man responsible really uh, for making Nightmare Before Christmas what it is. So to you, sir, you have the floor. Um, so we decided on Oingo Boingo. And the album we decided to choose that's inspired is Dead Man's Party. Um, I'll give it to you, Joseph, since you're a little bit more. I know for a fact, though, there is one movie that most people will know. One song from this album that most people will know because of the movie is Weird Science. Yes, Weird Science is on there. Just Another Day. It came out in 1985. I think I'm the only one that was alive in this panel right now uh, when this came out. God, I'm old. Uh, which is why I'm talking about this album because I only one was alive when it came out. <laughs> Two more years, uh, but, born. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But I was actually functional and could have possibly read by that. Oh yes, I could read at that time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the album "Dead Man's Party" has a ton of 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 good songs, good hits, just really all around good. Danny Elfman, of course, is the man, the myth, the legend uh, behind behind Oingo Boingo and, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas and pretty much half of Tim Burton's filmography, uh, at least leading the music and doing much more than that. Uh, so Dead Man's Party is your classic Halloween. Like, if you go to a Halloween party, you're going to hear this thing. You can't get away from it. It's like an earworm, but we all, let's be honest, love it. So Dead Man's Party, Just Another Day, Weird Science. Those are the three big songs you'll get from it. But I think that is our perfect nominee in the lead-up to... The Nightmare Before Christmas show starring Billie Eilish and Danny Elfman and Weird Al Yankovic and Paul Rubens. Am I promoting? Yes, I am, because I think they're already sold out. So if you're going, I'll see you all there uh, this weekend. If you're not, I'm sorry. It's okay. 
it's all good. If you've got kids and you're taking them, there's trick-or-treating on site, costume party, all that fun stuff. So you know what? I got to get prepped for the day. There we go. Uh, perfect. So after this escape is done, which it clearly is, we need to move into the mm, big, crazy, ugly story of the playoff runs. Let me get this cleaned up here before I really get crazy and transition you guys into all the fun statistics. Um, as my statistics load, I'll jump back in and let's talk about, that's right, the standings. Okay, so right now, first place in the West uh, is Sporting Kansas City after some amazing wins. Thank you, Kansas City. Honestly, thank you. I'm happy that you're there. Uh, sitting at 58 points, unseating the Sounders, who are also at 58 points. Wins are equal. Goal difference. Sporting Kansas City has two extra goals. Yeah, going to go to the last day for these guys, too, which means none of them are going to take a day off, people, because they all want the bye. Could have been the best thing ever. This is good that they're stuck close because nobody's going to rest anybody. They got to play it to the end. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Uh, so, again, Sounders 58 points. Second place, we have a tie for the top spot. Colorado with 55. Yeah, that means they're in the race, too, guys. We got to play them in the last game of the season. Uh, yeah, so they're in it. They don't have the tiebreaker on the other two. So yeah, maybe by the end they would, but that would be bad news for us. So let's not talk about that. Uh, fourth place, Portland got a big result with an amazing bicycle kick this past weekend, which pretty much, uh, cements it for them. They're at 49 points. Sounds pretty safe to me. Uh, also 15 wins. They're a negative one goal difference, which is kind of fascinating. Um, and then, of course, now it gets real. The race is basically between the fifth spot and the ninth spot. In the fifth spot is Vancouver. Uh, they have 47 points, 12 wins. I say wins because 12, uh, the wins is your tiebreaker right off the bat. Uh, goal difference is another after that, and they're at zero for goal difference. So pay mind of that. Sixth spot, the Galaxy. Uh, they've got 46 points, massive losing streak, negative goal, negative four on goals. But they've got 13 wins, so if they somehow tie Vancouver, they 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 pass them because of the wins, right? It's real. Uh, Salt Lake, and this is the guys that are messing it up. And if you guys were watching yesterday and getting really angry like me, somehow, some way, won a game against Dallas that they shouldn't have won because Dallas stinks. Um, dude, they owned it for 80 minutes. I don't get it. But uh, Salt Lake got the win thing is they hold an extra game in hand on everybody so again they're at 45 points extra win or extra potential win extra game in hand they're at 13 wins so they're standing good in the win column for the tiebreakers and they're a plus three goal differential which isn't bad for them either we'll talk about their schedule because it ain't that easy but there it is salt lake's holding that last playoff spot of course minnesota for the first time in a long time is on the outside looking in i don't think any of us expect them to be in this position but they keep messing up. In this case, they messed up against Vancouver. Shame on you. Uh, <laughs> victim of the turf. Uh, they end up losing, so they're at 45 points. Uh, they've got 12 wins on the season, and they're a minus three because, man, they just keep doing the wrong things. Uh, and so they're now out of the playoffs, which complicates things for us because now we're jumped down to nine again. I know when we left the stadium, guys, we were over the line. The line is bounced because of these teams. So we're sitting in ninth place. You're like, oh, we're out of the playoffs by two positions. Yeah, but, okay, we got 44 points, 12 wins, which is a good number of wins to have when the people above us only have one extra win on tiebreakers in some cases. 
But here's where we're better than everybody. Goal difference. We have a plus five. Thank you, Seattle, for stinking on the night. Uh, they've put us into the race. Uh, adding three goals to the mix was critical for us because now it gives us that tiebreaker if things kind of work out. What? Yes, that is what's going on. So that being said, let me jump over to our playoff probabilities. Don't get scared. Don't get scared. They're saying we only have a 37% chance of making the playoffs. You're like, well, what do you mean a 37% chance? Well, blame Salt Lake. Blame Salt Lake because they have the extra game in hand, and they're getting weighted higher than everybody because they have the extra game in hand. Okay? Now, if we were to go 0-2, obviously we're out, right? No points. Uh, if we get only a tie, not good enough. That's 45. Ain't going to happen. 46, which we were talking about, would be two draws to get to that. That's only a 1% chance of making it. So obviously that's not going to work anymore. 47 points probably won't be good enough either. That would be one win and one loss. That's only about a 38% chance of making it into the playoffs. You're like, dude, really? Yes. Now, if you go one win and one draw, so say we kick the crap out of Vancouver, go to go to Colorado, escape with a draw, we'd have a 68% chance of making the playoffs. This is according to sports club stats, which has been pretty darn accurate in the lead up to this. They've been consistent. I will say they're kind of predicting things. Um, it's making sense. We'd have a 68% chance. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that's more than 50%, which means that we have advantage, right? If we get there. So one win and one draw, you have a chance, but it's not guaranteed because they're 40% chance of nothing. Um, breaking it down seven seed it's a 48% chance eight seeds 30% chance see goes the last day now if somehow some way we win both games and get to the 50 point mark they're giving us a 100% chance of entering the playoffs why because you beat Vancouver that's why right that's when you eliminated yourself you're also at 50 points and if you look at the other teams and who they have to play which we're now going to talk about Yes, I'm breaking all of it down for you today. Someone's got to eliminate somebody else at one point. Last game of the season is going to be that day because we'll talk about that. So here we go. Let's jump into it. I know I went crazy today. I looked too much into this. Tony's laughing because I was writing all this craziness down. But I did it because I had to do it. All they right. Need to so, know. Yeah. So on to scoreboard watching. Your scoreboard watching will begin on Saturday, the 30th. Yes, I know we're not playing during the weekend. We're playing later on because... Of a dead man's party. Uh, RSL is the first one you want to watch. They're going to be playing San Jose. Again, game in hand. It's bad news for everyone. They will play at 1230. They're sitting on 45 points. If San Jose gets the win, all the advantage goes away from them, and they're in the mix with us, and things don't look good for them, right? They'll be stuck on 13. It really, really, really jacks them up if they blow this game. They have to beat San Jose. If they do, they're safe. Where you know, at that point, they've got 48 points. You gotta think 48 is enough to get in. And 14 wins. Trouble. Now they do play Portland on Wednesday. All right. And Portland, we know, is better than RSL. And Portland wants to secure a home advantage for it for the first round. So Portland is not gonna take that one easy. So Wednesday, November 3rd, if you want to watch RSL, do that. Your final game will be Sunday, November 7th at 3 p.m. against, oh, yeah, Sporting Kansas City, who's trying to get top in the West. So as you see here, yes, they get San Jose. That should be their chance to book their, their moment into the playoffs. No, no promises of that, of course, because San Jose is weird, and somehow they have good games at times. 
but after that is Portland and SKC, and there ain't no guarantees. Really. Um, I wouldn't expect them to get points from those guys. I expect those teams to handle their business, which, of course, books the ticket for all of them. And Portland even more will probably get home field if they get that. That's reality. Now, cool. We talked about it ourselves. What's happening on Sunday? Because Sunday there's games to watch as well. And here we are. First game you're going to want to watch would be Minnesota versus SKC. What? Minnesota has to play SKC? Yes, they do. And SKC is surging right now. Uh, 10 a.m. kickoff. Minnesota is holding the eighth seed. So if they lose, they're toast, right? They're sitting with 12 wins, 45 points. This really puts them in a bad, bad place. Okay. Uh, why? Because if they lose this game, guess who they have to play on Sunday, November 7th at 3 o'clock? All matches at 3 o'clock. That's right. Carson. See, someone has to kill somebody. There you go. Someone's going home. Just from these matches, somebody's going home. Okay. That's reality. And that's why we look at it and go, okay, cool. Say they lose to SKC, right? Say they beat the Galaxy and eliminate the Galaxy. I know y'all wishing for it. Well, that would put them at 48 points. What? 48. Yeah. Uh, and 13 wins. Wait, we have 13 wins. That's right, guys. So if you get 48 points, match match uh, RSL, you'll have the wins advantage on them, right? You'll have the goal difference, possibly. Possibly. So there it is. Uh, or on Minnesota, I'll say. Um, you have the breakers on these guys now. Now you do. So, again, someone's got to die. It could be the Galaxy. It could be in Minnesota. They could kill each other off with a draw on the last day. Or, or if things play out earlier for both of them and they get what they needed in the earlier match, uh, they could have a gentleman's agreement tie and both find their way in. It's interesting. Really interesting. Moving on, because we're not done yet. There's other teams to talk about, of course, and that would be Carson themselves. And this is where I'm kind of laughing, going, ha, 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 ha. You're going to have fun. Uh, on Monday, the first, Carson travels to... Seattle, seven o'clock kickoff. Carson is a six seed holding on with 46 points and 13 wins. All they need is like one, right? I mean, that's, they got to feel that with 47 might be enough for them. They, they, they did. Maybe it's not. Uh, but here's the fun part about Seattle. Yes. Seattle was walking wounded against us. Guess what? Rui Diaz is scheduled to come back. He should probably be playing in that game. Nicola Dero should start in that game. Jordan Morris, who Jordan Morris is trading with the team and waiting for doctor's approval. He could make a return against Carson at home. Okay. You tell me how Carson's feeling going into this one. If all those guys are ready to go and they need to get into first place and those guys are fresh because they've been on the mend, they're getting minutes against these guys. Right. I'm going to look forward to watching that game. Just saying. Um, again, if Carson can't get a point from this and they're sitting on 46, now they got to play Minnesota and it's a life or death struggle against Minnesota. Someone's going home. Someone's going to lose. It's either going to be Minnesota or it's going to be Carson. Just looks that way. We'll see what happens after. Now, here comes the other one. Sunday, the 7th. Uh, we do have to watch this one. I know we got to play them, but Vancouver will be playing Seattle at 3 o'clock. Again, all games at 3 o'clock. They're holding fifth seed. That should change depending unless somehow we screw up. Uh, but they do have, you know, the 12 wins. We'll see. But that one will still be relevant because they're at 47 points. Carson's trying to sit on 47 points. Um, 
you know, that 46. So who knows? That's how they could get knocked out. But you could see it's going to get super messy. Messy for us, too. So, again, what do we have to do to get in the playoffs? Just win. They're all going to, everyone that we're facing, except for probably Salt Lake, are going to get nicked for points in these last few games. So we, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. Someone's got to get killed. <laughs> Let it not be us. Uh, we control our destiny. I know Colorado is going to be hard on the road. But we have that chance. Get the win on Tuesday. Get the win on Tuesday. We have a different conversation. So th those are the games that you need to watch that are really relevant. I don't care about the East Coast. Who cares? Tony. Sorry. There is one more game that we should need to mm -hmm. talk about, which is the... Oh, and actually, we did talk about, which is also Monday. Sorry. I totally... I was like, I think there's a Monday game, and that's the Seattle Galaxy game. I totally yeah, spaced out. Sorry about that. Game. Yeah. No, I, dude, that one is going to be critical for us because the nicest part about playing on Tuesday this week... Thank you, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is we can watch it all play out and be that team to mess it up. Because usually us, we get the victory and then we're celebrating. And then the next day we watch everybody play and they jack it all up for us. Now it's our turn to go, okay, where where do we go after this? The picture is ahead of us. And then, you know, decision day, there's no time to scoreboard watch as the team, right? You're just trying to get the job done. Um, we'll be doing the scoreboard watching and singing at the same time. I don't know how it's going to work, but because uh, I know Tony, you're trying to get to Colorado. I'm trying to get to Colorado for this last game. Um, yeah, uh, we we have a chance once once all the games happen, except for maybe the Salt Lake game the next day, to kind of see where where things could fall and where our scenarios are at. And I gave you a bunch of crazy ones right now, so you've got a lot of soccer to watch, a lot Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Okay, nothing Thursday, nothing Friday, travel. Oh, there we go. Uh, nothing Saturday either, and Sunday we all go crazy. So, busy few days of scoreboard watching, that's for sure. Uh, ben, I threw it at you. You heard my madness. I'm like that guy with the, the board and the strings. Where do you sit on you, all Charlie. I've gone. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much just just have to win out just just to save our ourselves from suffering. You know, I mean, if we, God forbid, we lose against Vancouver, you know, it's we're gonna panic. We're gonna just gonna go in chaos mode, and we don't we don't want that. So we want we have to win against Vancouver, take it one one game at a time, and then hopefully the the results play out for us this weekend. You know, and, and we know what we need against Vancouver. Uh, regardless, we need to win, but. You know, it, it just it's just better for us that that we win the tie. It might be enough, but it, you know it might not be. So we, we don't want to take that risk. So I think we need to take care of business at home and go to Colorado and and win there as well. Yeah, and I don't want to be behind the eight ball trying to win on the last day, far far yeah. away at altitude, cold weather. No thanks. We're at home. We're playing Vancouver, who's benefited from carpet, right? Mm -hmm. Their result this last match was a carpet goal. Let's be real. You saw the own goal. If that's on grass, it doesn't happen. Now they got to come out and play. They can't hide in their little bounce house. They got to come out and play. So here we go on grass with revenge on our minds. Well, I've got to feel good. You've got to feel good. Our boys have to feel inspired after the last win. That it's time to go do some revenge on these guys. Yes. Right, they got us at a bad time. We're not in that bad time anymore. So get the win. 
that puts you at 47 points. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and 47 doesn't feel right anymore either. You got to get the 48, right? If we get 48, I think we're okay. But because you heard about the other teams getting in trouble, um, go for 50. You got to you gotta go for 50. No doubt about that. So you all know what's going down. Who's going to get bounced? Could the Galaxy really lose out the last two games and, and, and call it a season? I mean, that would be absolutely epic. Uh, we still need to win to force that. Um, right? Two would, ties would ain't going to do it. Would they fire their mm-hmm. coach if that happened, you think? Who who knows? Who cares, right? <laughs> just just let's see the drama. Um, yeah, let them go. I'm hoping San Jose does us a solid this week and, and forces Salt Lake to play on level, level terms with all of us with the, with the games remaining, right? That's my hope. I'm getting an extra game stinks, but schedules are what they are. Uh, I think Vancouver's got to feel really, really, really in trouble right now. Um, coming to our house, they they know that it's a final for them on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They know it's like for both teams. They both know it's a life and death match. Even a draw is not enough for them. Yeah, it puts them at 48 points, but they're at no goal difference, right? And they don't have the win. They don't have the win tiebreaker. So. They know they need a win. They know they need a win. We know we need a win. Like, we're the most desperate one. So, uh, you're the outside looking in. You got to put the work in. So, that's my take. Tony, uh, impressions, thoughts? Are you going to be with Corbin watching like a madman like me? Uh, of course. I was doing it last night. I was actually watch. I, you, as we were saying in the chat, I was watching the uh, Galaxy game. And watching that, and as soon as I knew it was over, I hopped over to the next one and started watching that one. And while cooking dinner and everything, it's going to be crazy, as we've been saying this whole time. Now, mind you, um, we have to just focus on our games and not worry about the results, about everything else. I I know we want to look ahead and we have to give you the stats of what the situation is, but Vancouver is our main objective at the moment you know what i mean if we do not pull a a point out of that then we have to pray to whatever god you you pray to that the results go our ways because we have luckily because we've been saying this whole time like this this whole like last couple pods has been the hardest to do because it's like we've somehow still kept it in our hands and in our possession to pretty much deliberate our outcome. So if we win, we're still golden and we still think, and then the Colorado match is good. And then the other thing that has also been blessed by that is SKC, Seattle, and now Colorado still have to battle for that bye week. So they still have something to play for. So that's a good thing. You can't you can't hide from it. That's for sure. Uh, legit, legit. Uh, got your impressions. Let's get it from the rest of the panel, our friends, our supporters. That's right, the LSC faithful. So let's get it to you guys here. Uh, first thing I want to throw out there is Marvin Chavez. Golden boot conversation says cheeky hat trick and brace eagles a golden boot. There we are. There we are. Uh, Marvin's also calling himself old. Born in eighty two. I'm old. Yeah, I'm older. There you go. Uh, bam, fifth year bust. I'm not that old. Just kidding. He's talking about the points. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, 50 or bust. I mean, that's what we got to do. Marvin is identifying that 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 San Jose has been eliminated, so it's not so good. I would say this. The thing about eliminated teams, they hate Salt Lake. That They play nasty games against each other. They really do. They're they're dirty. Uh, if you've watched those again, they're not they're not pretty. Um, and guys are playing for their job now. They think Almeida, who knows if he's coming back. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, you're playing for your job now. Right. You're playing for the next contract if you're not coming back. So they got they got spoiler role. I don't expect them to, to sit back on this. They're going to go to war. Uh, I, I don't see it any other way. Uh, I Yeah. Why would they? uh araceli <laughs> right you're not the only one joseph exactly dude I, i'm right now i'm talking to you i'm staring at the standings imagining what's going to happen after this weekend if things play out i'm doing this while i'm trying to talk to you guys that's where my head's at what am i seeing right now well hey we beat we we, we beat vancouver we're we're at 47 points yeah 47 points we're tied with vancouver for the fifth seed at this point with more wins, which means we're in the fifth seed. Galaxy lose. Okay, well, they, they didn't get any stuff. They're at 46. Salt Lake loses his hand. Oh, they're 45. And Minnesota, pff, they ain't winning. Yeah, we'd be in fifth seed on the last day of the season. See? Where my head's at. Uh, <laughs> Marvin. Minnesota needs to lose the SKC, so Minnesota goes and kills Galaxy. Right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Lose, get your one, and then 48. That's cool, man. That's cool. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, yeah, that works for me. Uh, Araceli, San Jose got eliminated. All eyes will be on Sunday's match, considering SKC has a 1-0-1 record with uh, Minnesota this season thus far. Gosh, they're, 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 they're level. Oh, my. Yeah, but you got this, this crazy dude that keeps scoring goals every five minutes, right? I mean... Every game a big goal. That's good stuff. Uh, LA Wolf fan. Oh, man. Head blown. Right? Bam. All scoreboard watch for us. Can't help it. <laughs> just don't. Uh, Marvin, I just don't want Carson to ever end a season better than us. Right? Right? And you know what the best thing is? They get eliminated. I have to talk about them for two months. That's even better. No conversations. A good conversation when it comes to Carson. So there is that. Uh, thank you guys for your comments. If you guys want to throw anything up there, please do. As we get ready to wrap another amazing episode. Um, we got our reactions. Definitely we're nearing the final thought. Um, I'm going to throw this one over to you, Ben. Give me your final thought of the day, sir. Takeaways, impressions. Let's yeah, go. so I mean, luckily for LAFC, you know, they're peaking at the right time. That's that's what's good for for us. And you know, just based on what I saw on Tuesday against Seattle, it seems like the players, you know, they they got the message. You know, they're they play like it's a playoff game. You know, they all fought for each other. They even if um, you know things might not always have gone their way during the season, the fact that they're still in this thing, you know, the fact that there's still hope. To, to make the playoffs you know you can see that they they're gonna fight till the end and you know that that to me shows shows a lot of character and you know i'm gonna support them all the way through until the end of the season and hopefully it pays off you know we, we make the playoffs and make a good run love it 
Love it. That's that's perfect. And again, if you could beat Seattle and somehow beat Colorado, Casey, you know we've already beaten them at home. So that means the three top dogs have taken losses against us, or could it be taking a loss? Right, right. It works out. Uh, makes me fear no one. This is good. This is good. Good, good, good call there, Ben. Of course, the next man with his final thoughts today is Tony. Give us your best, sir. So pretty much like scoreboard watch just to keep your heart and heart elevated and lowered at the same time because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but come Tuesday with it, like just go hard. Um, I am going to uh, take something from my uh, my uh, leader, my capo. No phones in the north end, please. Like let's go a hundred percent. 90 minutes with no phones. You can do it during half. You can do it after the game because those are the better moments. But let's just focus on the field and giving the support to our team because they need it. Because they play for us and they you show it what happens when we go full 90 for them and they will play for us. And that's my final say. They feel it. You heard Vela today in his comments. They feel it. Guy, I've heard goalkeepers say they can't hear anything. When we're going full tilt, it affects teams in a good way, in a bad way for the visitor. They build on that. You've seen blessings reactions. When we go hard, we get results. It's that simple. So this is the game of games. This is your final. It is your choice, right? If you go hard, we have a better chance of extending our season. If you don't go hard, you're pretty much angering the L.A. soccer gods and almost ensuring that it's our last game of this home game of the season. I don't I don't want to call it, man. I don't want it to be the last day. Let's keep fighting. Let's do this. Let's make it noisy, make it crazy. Thank you, Tony, for that. Uh, on my end, like he says, no phones. I'll be an old man and say, hey, drink your micheladas. Have a good time with it, but don't throw it on my head. Come on now. Um, micheladas are for drinking, not for throwing. The cheapy heinies and all that. That's for throwing. Yes, the beer. The beer. Yes, Tony. I was going to say, there's more. Last game I found out, all the beer up there now is available for the uh, before 90 minutes. So 805, Heineken, everything. So you have more options now. Right. And you can go get dollar waters if you have Apple Pay. You want to throw water. That's cool, too. I'm cool with that. Trust me, it's warm enough. We probably need it. Uh, But, yeah. Beer showers are cool as long as they're not red and stain everything. As one of the TIFO guys, I, ah, man, it, you can't clean them. Once they go, they go. So uh, don't force me to always use black flags because it would be cool to use other things too. Uh, also, bigger picture, we're going to give our all. We're going to travel hard. Those going to Colorado for the last game of the regular season, I commend all of you for doing so. I'm still trying to get my butt over there. Hopefully it happens. I know Tony's going to be there. Uh, I got to secure a ticket and get my flights done and all that taken care of. But, dude, it's make or break day. I have to be there. Have to be there. Um, hopefully I see you all there. If you can, make it full. Make it our house again, like we always do. Um, at Again, at home, bring your stuff for your family that you want to remember and celebrate. Put it on the altar. Uh, wear your colors this week. We got a couple more days till game day. Treat this weekend like it's a game weekend. 
uh, represent your, your club all the way through. Go buy the stuff if you can. Uh, I know it's 50% off on kits at our stadium for the black kids. since I guess they're going away. Uh, so take advantage of that too. Get your colors. Make it happen. So on that note, traditionalist dictates that we say what we need to say before we walk out that door. So Ben, word of the day, sir. Stay golden. There you go. Tony, word of the day. Stay golden. There it is. And from me to all of you, with the utmost thanks and love and respect, you know me, stay golden. For listening to the heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>